0: Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about soccer, baby. Let's talk about some action, some football. Our weekend preview is here, and we break it all down with Jimmy Conrad. The League Cup Final as Man City face tottenham some premier league action Leeds united against manchester united arsenal against everton liverpool against newcastle and so much more we got some great games in la liga serie a the bundesliga mls liga mx the usl the women's champions league as well so much to discuss que Lasso weekend preview begins right now <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Que Lasso. And rejoice, because we're mostly going to talk about what happens on the pitch. It's our weekend preview. Jimmy Conrad, what's
1: up, man? Well, if you guys can see me, I'm an absolute mess right now. Uh, haven't shaved in a while. I thought football slash soccer was dead, Luis. I was crying big, giant crocodile tears, but... Uh, it appears like things are good. Actually, I didn't shave and I would like to shovel because I finally got a cast for my broken hand and I, it's really hard to shave without. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real story. But uh, I was sad there for a few days and, and a bit flabbergasted like everybody else.
0: No, absolutely. And it is very difficult uh, to shave with one. It's very difficult to do anything. Especially with
1: your offhand, with your offhand too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of it's kind of rough, but hey, uh, welcome everybody to Que go La So Weekend Preview. We wanna break down everything that's gonna go this weekend. Jimmy will give you some betting tips. Uh, maybe we'll do a fun parlay party for the weekend. We will see. But we, you know, we begin with the latest news just to keep you updated on everything that's going on as you listen or watch this. Slatan Ibrahimovic, Jimmy Conrad, is staying at AC Milan. Uh, contract until June 2022 uh our own family well, as a, as is a, a coach
1: was he staying as a coach like how how old is this guy <laughs>
0: well i mean he can choose whatever he wants right that's true he's a lot of time <laughs> so maybe it's a coach maybe if he feels like you know working and <laughs> catering uh once a week i don't know but he's there till 2022 so you know i it's great for uh him i guess we'll see how far he can go but he clearly has been very influential this season
1: yeah i like the move i mean obviously he's brought some swagger personally uh, for my or for my opinion to to AC Milan I think he's elevated the players around him to some extent and I think they get to see what it takes to play at a high level even when you get older and those are good habits and disciplines for your youngest players to see I'm sure he's doing a lot of work behind the scenes and, and really taking care of himself to to continue to play at a high level and and As a young player, myself and as a young person, I mean, Luis, we we all go through it. We all walk this path. It's important to have those types of role models in your life. You're like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do to be one of the world's best players. And, And so for those players to be able to see it and be around it is very important. And at times his behavior, I think, can be detrimental to the team. But overall, I think there's more positives than negatives.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, let's begin with some more chatter here because there's a lot to discuss, everybody, um, in our weekend preview. But obviously, know. the Super League, uh, you know, is 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 you know, as the dust settles and uh, things things are still going to happen. Obviously, we still await and see if there's going to be any sanctions, anything from UEFA or domestic leagues. Of course, I, you know, I think it's important to remember that as much as so many other people from different. Team fan bases want sanctions, everything. Sometimes, and most of the time, it affects actually the people that didn't have anything to do with it in the first place, like players and fans, etc. So we gotta be careful about that. But Florentino Perez went on radio last night. Jimmy on Spanish Radio and you know went off once again, you know, uh blaming this and that, and Chelsea's uh you know protest was uh orchestrated, only 40 people showed up. That's not true. Um, You know, discussing, obviously, Barcelona and Real Madrid at this moment still haven't really announced anything. Uh, Laporta already talking on Catalan television saying, you know, this is still alive. Tebas, the head of La Liga, saying, no, it's dead. So obviously there's still things to be figured out. But I think we can safely say that at least for now, the Super League uh, is done.
1: I want more Florentino Perez interviews in my life. I think that guy's an absolute cartoon character at this point. He doesn't seem real. He's got some Mr. Burns vibes for all you Simpsons fans out there.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: He he, he just doesn't live in reality. I mean, just the statement alone of him saying that 16 to 24-year-olds don't care about the game is ridiculous. And then you have Agnelli coming out saying that we have to make it more like Fortnite. I'm like, what are you... Dude, video games have been around forever. Just because you guys are plugged into it right now and you're seeing that it's a billion-dollar industry, you want to start to shorten the games and change the purity of the game. Get the hell out of here do with these guys. So I don't know. I, I think there's probably competitions. Uh, you could have those, you know, pro-ams or, or, you know, whatever, those MTV rock and jock tournaments if you want to, you know, please these 16 to 24-year-olds that you don't think that don't care about the sport or whatever. But I don't know. It's just It's just these guys are insane, and they're not – They're not. It's just like those old guys that are screaming at the clouds. Get off of my lawn. This is the way we're going to do it. But I don't know, even though they're trying to put things in place that that seem like they're going to help, they're not going to help. And these guys are just money hungry, power hungry. And the fact that they won't take any responsibility just kind of shows where they are and and, uh, just how big their egos are.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Everything right there. Honestly, listen, and, and here's a question that was asked by Rodrigo Orbañanos for us. Uh, how will history remember the Super League, Jimmy Conrad? So before I chime in, just, <laughs> how will history remember it?
1: I, I think people will remember it as what a bad mistake. What were we even thinking to, to entertain it? And why couldn't these guys approach this in a different way? I mean, talk about mishandling the situation and misreading the whole quote unquote global room the fact that oh yeah this is what the people want no this is not what the people want and the people spoke and spoke fast and quickly and harshly about this and then the players joined in too like you guys are this is ridiculous the fact that they didn't entertain anybody it's just a lot of mismanagement there and a lot of a lot of yes men i think around these guys oh no yeah sir florentino that's a great idea sir that's a that's a great thing oh Agnella, yeah you're amazing you you're right you're the smartest guy in the room you know and and at some point you need some people to be like whoa wait a second now We've had this conversation before. UEFA is probably in the same thing. Oh, the Champions League is the best competition of all time. Let's, let's, how can we fleece it some more and make more money, you know, without ever really taking into consideration what the players have to go through to have to perform every three days? I mean, I feel like they look at the pandemic. Oh, see, it is possible. The players can play every three days and they're fine. Look at them. They're all happy. And meanwhile, the players are <laughs> massive injuries. Never, never get to have any time off, complete burnout, you know, and. and Which
0: was Ronald Koeman's point last night, actually. He we're did. not
1: going to get, we're not going to see the ramifications of, of this burnout. It's not an immediate thing. You, you see it over a couple of years, a couple of years from now when. When guys are retired at 29, because they can't, (laughs) their legs just can't do it anymore, you know, so I don't know, these guys are on like I said, they're living in another world of fantasy worlds. And and that doesn't necessarily coincide with what reality is actually uh, having out and for them. That was really bad english but i think you guys know what i'm trying to
0: say <laughs> well you, you did have your spanish lesson just before so you I, got did, to, I, did, yeah. I did i did <laughs> i did i did listen
1: two brains
0: going <laughs> no but that that's fine now, listen what you said i was actually just going to echo with that the only the, we will lay this to rest because we need to talk about games and stuff but to answer your question rodrigo to me everything that jimmy just said is is, is exactly right listen it, it's not new where the rich and powerful are creating their own narratives and live in their own reality. It's actually not new at all. You can go anywhere, any league. You don't even have to talk about sports. And you find an explanation and an example of how the rich and powerful are just living in their own reality. And there is nothing wrong with trying to enhance and improve your business. Of course, there isn't. I understand that. I totally get it. The problem is just like the fire festival or the WeWork documentary or the NFL at some point, uh, when it comes to conversations about racial injustice, anything, they just live in their own world. Mm. And the only way that you can combat this uh, in this moment, and you know, we can yell at social media all we want for, but it has served as a tunnel, as a channel, as a funnel to try and, uh, your opinion when you physically can't do it, the people spoke, the people spoke protests at outside stadiums. Manchester United fans, you know, uh, stopping the team from entering training grounds as of today because they are not happy with the Glazers. That caused a ripple effect. Ed Woodward is out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there are things that have happened. So my, I think that history will remember this just as another button in the jacket of rich and powerful living in a completely different reality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just sometimes enough numbers come out and say enough. No way. So, yes, you can talk about UEFA came in and also set their piece and, you know, Boris Johnson, et cetera, But really, the number and the power was in the people.
1: Manchester United actually, or the fans of Manchester United might look back on this fondly because they've been asking for Ed Woodward to to leave forever. And that actually might be the catalyst to get the Glazers to sell the club as well. So I guess it depends on which club you support. <laughs> and, and if you're one of the big 12 that were in the in the Super League to start. And you
0: know, how badly on. you want change as well. Like how, what club you support and how badly you want change. I mean, yeah. the fact that United fans are still, you know, after Ed Woodward and stopping the team from coming to training today I think that's that you know, the 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 momentum is still going. So I think that's how history will remember it—a uh, chance where people spoke out.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. My dad. I grew up with a phrase from my dad who said, "Just because you can doesn't mean you should." And yeah. and very well said. Lot, True. There's a lot of a lot of that underlying. You know, these guys. Yeah, of course they can do this and they can squeeze it and they don't really have to do what the fans want at all. They can do whatever the hell they want because they're in control. But but doesn't mean you should. And so this kind of speaks to to being empathetic about the situation and making sure that everybody feels included and not excluded. And and I think that this uh, I'm glad it got stopped, and I think everybody else is as well. That said, these guys that are holding on to their power are gonna do everything they possibly can to throw people under the bus, and not take responsibility, and you know hold on to that power for as long as possible. It must be intoxicating to have that type of power, and and I can see why people don't want to give it up once they have it.
0: No, absolutely right. So the the thing that we will end it with this is this, everybody. Just this game belongs to you. The moment you feel that it's really being taken away from you, just like you just saw this past week or this past four days, speak out, make your voice heard. All right, let's talk about the game, Jimmy. And We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Plenty of matches all over Europe and the US and really the world, to be honest. We'll be right back Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docu-series.
1: This is the start of something major.
0: Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college
1: murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where's as a roommate. It yeah. is a huge night. I match. want the truth from yeah.
0: you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus back, everybody. Que lasso. Weekend preview here with my man, Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy C. Let's begin in the Premier League. And we will begin, everybody. And we know that there's a League Cup final, but we want to begin this chronologically, I think. Uh, just uh, as, as people are listening and watching. Arsenal face Everton on Friday. What can you tell me about this game?
1: Well, this is Arsenal's first game since... Backing out of the Super League. So I'm curious to see how it feels. I remember when everything was breaking and, and leads were taking on Liverpool. And I was like, I, I'm not really that interested in this game because it doesn't matter. There's nothing riding on it. Uh, so now I guess everybody's going to turn up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what Arsenal supporters are going to do and, and what it's going to feel like. That said, let's just think about the game itself. Everton, uh, their away form this season has been excellent. They've recorded nine wins in 15 Premier League games away from home. That's the fourth best away record in the Premier League. So despite the fact that Everton actually haven't won in their last six, they have three consecutive ties. And that's something. <laughs> Even though it's it's <laughs> hit there, it's 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 damaged their title or their hopes to get into the top four a little bit. Um, Arteta's team, just to, for, so you guys have a compare and contrast, they've won six, drawn four, and lost six of their 16 league games at home. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, the, the the Toffees beat them 2-1 back in December at Goodison Park. So, it looks like uh, Lacazette's going to be out, which, which hurts them a little bit. Uh, Bombiang is questionable to start after coming back from malaria. He just he just uh, turned off his Twitter account. I don't know if you saw that or not. But Ars- so <laughs> Arsenal's front no. four could potentially be uh, Martinelli, who's 19. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, who's 20. Bucuya Buc- Buc- yeah. Buc- Bukayo, excuse me, Bukayo Saka, who's 19 and Eddie Nketiah who's 21. Wow. So I'm actually pretty excited. I hope that Mikel Arteta rolls those guys out. Um so that's that's kind of it for me with regard to how this game's going to play out. Calvert Lewin from from Everton's perspective is is also questionable t- to start so we could see Richarlison and Thomas uh go kind of roll up with two even though it's more re- with Charleston being the nine, and I think Ham is kind of floating underneath. It's a tough one for me. I will say that Everton have been drawing at both halftime and full-time in their last three matches, so that's pretty good value. You could get that at, like, plus 340 on William Hill. I don't know if it's going to happen for four straight games. It's one of those. But there have been under two and a half goals scored in Everton's last four away games, so I think this one's going to be pretty tight. And I don't know which way you're leaning before I... I I could see a draw on this one. Is kind of where I'm going which actually hurts both teams.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does because I was just going to go there. Actually, it's difficult for me to predict because it has major league implications. European spots climbing up the table. Everton, obviously with a game in hand are in eighth spot, 49 points Arsenal in ninth uh, with 46. Now, if Arsenal win because they have a better goal difference, they will go above Everton, even though Everton has that game in hand, but still, you mentioned that uh, those results that Arteta's side is getting at home, so I don't I don't really know where to go. And then you add to the fact that this is their first game since the whole European Super League thing. Our own James Bench said that there's going to be protests outside Emirates Stadium. Uh, apparently, uh, Josh Kroenke is going to be speaking oh, no. as well in the lead up to that as well. Arteta apparently has been uh, receiving. Uh, messages from Kroenke and co uh, apologizing to Arteta. So there's like so many things going on, but the major thing on the pitch, like you said, a very young trio for Arsenal. So that's going to be the key right there. Uh, and this is why Arteta has been using them in the European, uh, in Europa, you know, to try and get them uh, to, to to these kind of situations. It's just very difficult to try and figure out just because of their record at home. I see a draw as well. I just think it's going to be very tight knit.
1: You think it's going to, I, th- I, th- so the draw in under two and a half goals is plus 300 on William Hill I mean that's great one all it's, yeah one all I could see that happening for sure uh the the draw straight up for Arsenal Everton's plus 240 so if you just don't want to even take the the risk and add that that 60 more I'd say and jump up to 300 it's it's, it's not bad Everton to win straight up plus 280 I don't think it's too bad Arsenal's the favorite plus 100. To, 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 and by win. the way,
0: Everton drew up against Palace 1 0, drew against Brighton 0 0, uh, drew against Tottenham 2 0, and now this one. So they've got them three straight draws. So, you know,
1: yeah, it's interesting the 2 2 one as well. Cause, cause, yeah, that was say,
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you, well, they should have won that one. They, they blew it there at the end. But if you yeah. have a, a draw in both halves, So the score is even, obviously, in both halves. It's plus 375. They've done that in three consecutive games, which is not easy to do in a 2-2 game, but uh, fair play to them. So I don't know if I'd be looking at that. That seems a little bit more risky to me. But I do like the draw straight up at plus 240. But if you wanted to add the under 2.5 goals, which could be a 0-0 or 1-1, then that's uh, plus 300. That's where I would be leaning because, to your point, I just don't know who's going to play for these teams. We have some questionable injuries, Obama Yang, you know, even if Obama Yang plays, like I said before, he he shut down his Twitter. He put out this tweet basically like, can we say what we want to say here? You know, I finally have my phone out from the hospital. It was a, it was a pretty intense tweet, and then he took that down and then, and then turned off his account. So So I don't know what his mental state is at the moment, you know, and you don't know how that's going to play out on the fields because as we know and as everybody knows, what happens off the field in your life, does trickle onto what happens uh, on the field as well whether you want to pretend it does or doesn't uh, is a different conversation but 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 I do like that front four if we can get that that young front four Saka Smith Rowe Martinelli and Inkiete up top that there's would a be goal next in level them. there's a yeah, goal I mean, in them and came on and scored the a late late uh, game tying goal against Fulham yeah he did so, 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 I, so he's getting a little
0: boring I see them scoring I don't see them winning I see a drill here as well so uh, and I love that one about uh, you know, a draw on both sides in both halves. I think both goals will be scored in one half and it'll just stay like that. I don't know whether it'll be late, maybe nil-nil at halftime. And then it gets a little bit more enticing in the second. I'm not sure, but I, know, I don't see anybody end. with an edge here.
1: I can, I won I, one feels good. It feels good.
0: All right. So let's stick with one one. All right, let's move on here. Everybody will stay in the Premier League. Uh, we'll go to Saturday right now. We have to talk about The shirt that you're wearing, let's talk about Liverpool against Newcastle United at home. It's the early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, We mentioned Arsenal, their first game since this whole European Super League debacle. Well, uh, Liverpool played Leeds on Monday, so they were kind of in the midst of everything and obviously Jordan Henderson being the captain to call that announcement to meet with all the candidates of the Premier League. Uh, James Milner spoke out, uh, Jurgen Klopp as well. So this is Another big game because Newcastle United, obviously, even though a really good result last time around, they still need to keep going.
1: (laughs) I'm glad we're talking about Newcastle somewhat positively because they did have a good result. Well, it was Uh, a good win. It was, it was an Alan San-Maximin. He's Um, ridiculous. (laughs) He's ridiculous. I'm surprised he's still on the team. I thought we would have sold him at this point. He suffered a swollen ankle against West Ham and now he's a doubt, which really hurts because he brings so much of that unpredictability that I think Newcastle really lacks in their attack. And so that will be, uh, I guess, a game time decision and, and probably will influence. I would, at least, if you're looking at this, the bet, I think he would influence that his health. Cal Wilson seems to be easing back into it, coming back into health. He's been a great signing from Bournemouth this past season. Jurgen Klopp, actually, I thought was interesting. On Monday, he he dropped Fabinho into defense and, and left Mo Salah on the bench. And I know, obviously, you're trying to balance a whole bunch of different things, but I just thought that was interesting. And and because because they had a game on Monday and not another one until Saturday, but maybe there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know. What I'll say to your point, and we talked about it just right now with regard to Aubameyang. I think there's a lot of solidarity and positive vibes around the group of players at Liverpool right now, and that they're that they're in on this, and they. It means something to play for the jersey. And yeah. It means something to play for the club. And I think they're going to be up for this one. So I don't know if Newcastle has much of a chance. You know, they give up a lot of goals. And even though they've scored a few recently, I just don't really see how they're going to come out of this one. I think Jurgen Klopp's going to have his guys ready to go. And I think Fabinho will move his way back into midfield and Mosala will come back into the team. Uh, even though Liverpool have struggled at home since 2021 began. They have never lost uh, a, a match against Newcastle at Anfield since 1995. That's what actually when Newcastle were pretty good, and they're not very good right now. So.
0: Well, in terms of the league uh, table, Liverpool in seventh spot, um, you know, and uh, nothing will happen regardless of Everton Arsenal because Everton has 49 points. Liverpool has 53, even on points with Tottenham. Tottenham has a better goal difference. So, you know, if they win, they could actually. Let's see here, 53 points. If they win, they could actually go all the way. Wow. All the way into a Champions League spot. Uh, Liverpool
1: could could sneak into the top four. There's still plenty of time for that to happen. And I think
0: this win is crucial for them. Now for Newcastle, Uh, I mean, they have a little bit of uh, breathing space, 35 points, 15th above Brighton, who has 34 points, Burnley 33, and then Fulham in the relegation zone with 27. So if they lose this, it's not like detrimental. uh, But obviously, we all know about what could happen in terms of momentum and things. So I don't know, I'm with you. I think that Liverpool will be very uh, together, very united here and and I don't uh, think
1: you're I don't think you're allowed to say United when talking about the Liverpool. <laughs> they'll
0: be know. uh they'll they'll be together that's it that's all I'll say they, they'll never walk alone they'll be <laughs> they'll be hand in hand uh and they'll be up for it I think uh, and given the fact that they don't even have to worry about the Champions League anymore because it's a Champions League week next week they're just going to put all their eggs in this basket and try and get that win
1: yeah, I agree with you. I'm looking at some some stats here. I think is going to score on this one. He got rested, so I'm just seeing what that looks like. He's minus 187 to score anytime. Yeah, that's not that great. You got to bet 187 to win 100. I would look at Well,
0: Trent Alexander-Arnold is, you know, is, is he he, he wants games like this, he pushes for. Obviously, he got the winner against Aston Villa as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe an assist or a goal there for uh, Liverpool's uh a uh, fullback that could be a, a good one I think I think Sadio Mane probably is getting back into the things and uh, he scored against Leeds but what, what about that what about any, either of those two scoring
1: so like, hold on, let me look let me look at the assist stuff first sorry do I can't
0: I, I think can't Newcastle I think Newcastle is going to score I, I do? don't yeah I do I, I I think they're going to sneak one uh but okay, I think okay. in the okay. end Liverpool will take it and I think it'll be something like a well, 3-1 result to Liverpool
1: if you got the match results Liverpool winning and both teams to score that's um Liverpool winning plus 170
0: which which, that's not amazing That's
1: not bad if you want Mohamed Salah to score Liverpool to win both teams to score plus 280.
0: okay that's better
1: uh, uh, that's better um gets you a little bit more Saudi Amane same thing plus 400.
0: uh, oh well now you're talking
1: yeah Saudi Amane's he's I, I every game we talk about Liverpool I'm like ah he's due he's gonna do something special and then I don't know. He's just—he's just off. I don't want to say off the pace. I love his game, and I think he does a lot of little things that he doesn't get enough credit for.
0: He scored but against Leeds. He uh, did he maybe did? That's so, true. So that could help him, right? So you never know. So maybe maybe that fire is ignited once again. Sadio Mane to score. Liverpool to win. Both teams, both teams, to, teams score. to score.
1: Plus four hundred. I'm not as convinced that that Newcastle is going to score in this one. Okay, but Callum, Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson coming back into the team um, does make a difference. But. Because I do think, I mean, you got Fabinho, who looks like he's probably going to start in the back again. Yeah. They do they do leak goals, and they've only won one game at home all season in, or since tw- uh, 2021 began.
0: Last two games in the league, Liverpool has conceded uh, against Aston Villa against Leeds. They didn't concede against Real Madrid in that second leg. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. All right, so what if it was a Liverpool win 2 nothing?
1: Liverpool win 2-0.
0: And then you have, uh, you know, to make it even more interesting, Somebody like Trent Alexander or somebody. but I
1: couldn't, they, I couldn't find an assist. They wouldn't give me that line.
0: Okay. So, so to, me, to me, I feel like I, I just, I think if you're going to do this gamble, just gamble that Newcastle will score as opposed to a clean sheet.
1: And okay, so if you want Sadio Mane to score with his right foot, plus 250, I like that. Liverpool, Liverpool win in an under two and a half goals is plus 270, which, which I could see. Yeah. That goes to your two zero. All right. uh, most a lot to score. this left foot minus 143. If if you want most a lot of to score first, if you think you can do it and score first, that's plus 200. So we're just trying to find you some good value. I think we all agree here that Liverpool are going to win. So maybe from a parlay perspective, you just throw that into your parlay, even though they're the heavy favorites.
0: But we gave you some good options here because if if you have Salah to score first and he'll be up for it, he's going to start because he didn't start in the Monday game. He'll be up for it. So he could score. Liverpool could win. It could be a clean sheet and you have some money. Sadio Mane scoring, both teams to score, Liverpool to win. That's another good gamble. You could get some money. So we're giving you you up.
1: You could. Also, what we didn't mention is that Liverpool are in seventh on 53 points, but Chelsea and West Ham are tied in four fourth and fifth. They play each other this, and they're on 55 points.
0: So that's huge.
1: So so I'm Liverpool, like, it just the, the emphasis on them winning because one of those teams or both are going to drop points, either with a draw or one of them winning and the other one losing. So it's a big, big, big weekend for Liverpool.
0: Well, let's talk about this game then. Let's talk about West Ham against Chelsea because that's the, the 12.30 Eastern uh, kickoff game uh, on Saturday. West Ham United hosting Chelsea. Obviously, West Ham lost to Newcastle. Uh, they got a man sent off in that one. It was kind of an insane Game actually. Uh very entertaining for the neutral. But West Ham hosting Chelsea. Major implications here.
1: Yeah, this is a big one. What I'll say about West Ham is that obviously losing to Newcastle is not a good look, but but they're not gonna have Mikhail Antonio who is hurt. Declan Rice is hurt. Jesse Lingard had a bit of a knock, but apparently he's gonna be fine in this one. Obviously, very important. The Hammers uh have been leaky in defense, uh, unable to keep a clean sheet across the last five and Only one clean sheet in their last eight. So something to take into consideration, especially because Chelsea can't score ever, uh, you know, as they they were held to another boring and scoreless draw when uh, they played Brighton recently at Stanford Bridge. So I they've only hit uh, a total of one goal in their last three matches. One goal in their last three matches, Chelsea, despite all that firepower on their team. Um,
0: and they were very impressive against Man City in the semifinal of, uh, the FA. They were,
1: they were, it wasn't pretty or aesthetically pleasing, but it was, no, it wasn't, but it, it, they was were effective. it was effective. Now West Ham have conceded at least two goals in their last four matches. I just don't know if Chelsea are good enough to actually, you know, score two. I mean, they are good enough, but whether they're going to be put in a position to make that happen. So I'm a little bit torn. I got Chelsea to win an under two and a half goals at plus 300. Now I've I've been I've made this bet two times over the Champions League and I just missed it once and I hit it once. If you have if you want them to win in over two and a half goals, it's plus one eighty. I guess I guess there's some history here that these teams do draw a lot just historically. So you could do the draw and under plus three forty. You know I mean Chelsea could could only muster a zero zero draw against Brighton and no disrespect to Brighton, but West Ham I feel like are a little bit better. That said, just given those defensive tendencies that we're seeing over these last eight games where they're giving up a lot of goals I feel like Chelsea's going to get one for sure and that might be enough to be honest because without um, Antonio without Declan Rice kind of pulling the strings or you know deep line playmaker with with Jesse Lingard I think be, without Antonio I think that makes a big difference for them they lose some some just just well I mean, somebody
0: it was somebody that just holds the ball and is yeah, able yeah, to yeah, be yeah. physical and, and and bully the center backs of Chelsea. Yes,
1: yes, I think, I think that he's a handful. That's probably the best way to say about Mikhail Antonio. And he'll run the channels, right? So when he makes those runs to stretch the defense, it opens up pockets of space for Jesse, Jesse Lingard to pick up the ball and kind of be able to run in, in a more free way. Without Antonio in there, I just think it becomes a little bit more difficult for them to do what they want to do. They're obviously very good on set pieces, and and Thomas Suchek, you got to watch his late runs from midfields. I just think Chelsea's just set up to lock all that stuff down. I I really do, and yeah. and
0: they're I, very I, ready I, for whatever they come comes. I, out. I
1: I could see this definitely being under two and a half goals. It's just a matter of what you think the result's going to be. I'm going to say Chelsea in under two and a half plus three hundred. That's that's just given what I've seen and when plus three hundred. That's pretty good. It's not bad. All right, so here, I, I just I just can't go in there saying because because uh, tremendous value any 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 betting websites you go to and hopefully you go into William Hill because those are our partners, but anytime you can find or if you think both teams are going to score in a game, you've got so much uh, and so many enjoyable exotic lines to have yeah. some fun with. Yeah. But if you don't know if one of them's not going to score, it makes it hard. And and Chelsea, man, how many clean sheets have they had since Tuchel arrived? It's just yeah, it's tough.
0: So okay, so here's my take. Um. You know, uh, the neutral is rooting for West Ham to get into the Champions League, but every time or almost every season, there comes that dreaded reality where it's now, <laughs> th- th- then, you know, towards the end of the season where now, you know, unfortunately they just can't make it all the way till the end. They can't, just, you know, Leicester City was an anomaly, right? Just went, so... Uh, my, 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 my issue is that this is one of those games where like they've lost against uh, Newcastle, very detrimental. They lost a man. Michael Antonio's injured. Lingard is not a hundred percent, but you know, whatever. Is this a game where, you know, they're not going to be able to make it happen and they'll, they'll, they'll drop a little bit further, especially as Liverpool adds that extra pressure. If they beat Newcastle earlier in the, in, in the day. So, and you mentioned, of course, as well, by the way, about, you know, the, the lack of creativity that happens when you don't have Michael Antonio. Here's the thing. West Ham need to be very direct, very aggressive. If Lingard's yeah. not on, if Susick's not on, if Bowen's not on, forget about it because Thomas Tuchel has seen this before. They literally just faced the best team creatively and they shut them down. So what mm-hmm. makes anybody think that they're not going to do the same thing? So I see, unfortunately, Chelsea win, and it's probably gonna be something like one 0
1: Yeah, that's how I see it as well. That's why I'm feeling pretty good about that bet of under two and a half. I
0: don't want it to happen, West Ham Vance. I want you to
1: keep riding, but I do too. I, I think that David Moyes should, should should legitimately be up for manager of the year. Absolutely. They're if fifth. he finishes if he if he gets top four, then he should win it. That said, Brendan Rodgers will be like, well, what about me, man? I got us to an FA Cup final and we're top four as well. So I think those two guys, Pep Guardiola, obviously, is going to be in consideration. Any manager that wins the league will be in there. But but I don't know. if That city doesn't deserve it, but I think those other guys feel more deserving.
0: Yeah. So we're staying with the Premier League chronologically. So uh, let's talk about the league cup final then. Man City against Tottenham on Tasty. Sunday. Tasty game. Ryan Mason. 29 years old, managing a Premier League side, happy for him. Um, they got a win against Southampton uh, early, uh, you know, a, a late one there, but they got, they got a win. And now they're facing Man City who beat Aston Villa as well. So they're both coming into this and this is a very good opportunity for Tottenham to try and uh, you know, it, it, Man City's aiming for three, but can now they only aim for a double if, if, if Tottenham can Tottenham do anything here is basically what i'm asking jimmy
1: <laughs> yes they can i think they have a little bit of that new coach bounce especially and i feel like it's a bigger bounce when you get out of the purview of jose Mourinho. who harry was, kane
0: though jimmy harry kane what's the latest on him
1: so harry kane looks to be out unfortunately <sighs> and then on the other side though kevin de bruyne will most likely be out i think what i feel like manchester city has dropped off a little bit I didn't like their performance against Chelsea in the FA Cup semifinals. They looked like they just couldn't be bothered. Chelsea were out there, to our, fav- our favorite Mike Tyson quote, you know, they punched him in the face, and and City didn't really respond in the way that we have grown accustomed to. So I find that to be a bit disappointing. But let's be honest, not that surprising. I mean, how – because we talked about, has Man City peaked yet? And I think if we look back at the season, maybe it was March – Maybe it was February where like, you know, in the middle of them having 25 straight wins or whatever, it's something crazy. That's when they peaked. And now we're seeing a little bit of the drop-off. And this is going to be the true character of this team as to how can they still get results in big games when they're not playing well, or if they make eight changes to the team, or if they've got, you know, their backup goalkeeper in, who 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 we love, of course, and we think he's got a tremendous career. But but not to say he... he I don't know. He might start this one. He started every cup game, so I'm curious to see if they go with Stefan here. If they go with Ederson,
0: I think he will. I mean, there's a semifinal in the Champions League as well to look ahead to, right? So that's
1: true. That's true. So, so it's interesting times for Man City just in terms of can they kind of regain that form quickly? These guys don't. Every time they've lost this season, they always followed up with a win. Yeah. So, so and Phil Foden's on another level right now. And Bernardo Silva was fantastic in the game, and I think these guys are so good. But it's more of a Will, will being tired catch up to them? Will this this thing and will the Super League, all the drama and the, I mean, all that energy you have to commit to being pissed off, you know? I mean, it does, it does impact the team. That said, Tottenham are going through the same thing. And not only that, they fired their manager. Gareth Bale looked like he was completely loving Jose Mourinho being out, uh, scored a great goal um, for, for Ryan Mason, 29-year-old manager, by the way. So we'll see. Without Harry Kane, though, I think, as we said, with regard to West Ham, they become a lot more predictable. Right, they're they're not as dynamic up top. They're not as dangerous up top. And so, because he holds the ball up well, obviously, and gets on the end of crosses and just finds himself in good spots to to make plays in and around the box. son, I don't know. It just depends on who they're going to roll out there to make it happen.
0: Well, I'm sure they're going to go out with their uh, A-level team. Of course, 100%. 100%. And you just mentioned the two players that I think need a almost perfect game. son can be the difference maker, and Gareth Bell, if he's on. Feeling confident after that really good goal against Southampton, maybe he could do something. I think the midfield of Tottenham is going to be very important. Uh, but if uh, Man City roll out with red hot Phil Foden, who's just abs—I mean, he was ridiculous against Aston Villa. It was amazing. He's a shoe in for the European champion. I'm sorry, but Man City have enough uh, talent. To, I don't know. This is going to be hard. I, I I, just, without, Harry Kane, uh, without Harry Kane, it's uh, without Harry Kane, it's almost impossible to me. For actually.
1: me, for me, the biggest. The 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 most important player for Tottenham is uh, Hugo Lloris in goal. Yeah, if he is standing on his head and making big saves, like he did in their last game, he made like this incredible back to back save. I was like, dude, that was going in a month ago. Yeah, you know, and they couldn't recover from it mentally. If he's making those types of saves and giving that spark of belief to that back line, hey, we can make a mistake and Lloris will bail us out. He for me is the most important. He's going to have so much action in this game because I just don't see. This version of Spurs being able to slow down the juggernaut that is Manchester City. Well, nobody
0: be, can. 75% possession, more than 15 shots, uh, definitely on target. Uh, it's going to be a very busy day for Hugo Lloris, of course. All right, Jimmy, well, give me your prediction then. and we'll So Man-,
1: Man City's the heavy favorite. is 200. The draw is plus 340 after 90 minutes. And Tottenham is plus 525. Without Harry Kane, you know, I feel like Spurs are a much different team when he's not in. Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play. Uh you like it it sucks but there's not that much of a drop off and they've already won plenty of games without Kevin De Bruyne this season. So they they're used to not having to rely on him whereas Harry Kane doesn't play and you're like, "Oh man, what are we get what are we going to do?" So so I like City to to win. I like both City to win both teams to score. And that one is, let me find those. Sorry, I had it up and then it dropped off. Uh, well, as your two, plus 220.
0: Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. What if, what if, because it's a cup final, right? It's, it, I feel like sometimes, you know, things can happen. What if it went to a draw, a 90 minutes, Man City to win an extra time, you know, when, when Villa faced Man City
1: so, so uh, so match, in the final, be, it was
0: tied as well. So,
1: so do you think like what, 1-1, one, 2-2? One, two, two, what do you think? 1-0, uh, I think. One all. So 1-0, that's, that's a so match result and both teams' scores plus 400 and then and then that's after 90 minutes and then if you go to extra time uh the match to go to penalties that's plus 550 uh
0: i mean i i don't know i don't think it'll go to penalties to
1: win to win an extra time is man city's plus 900 i don't think that's that bad I, I, that's bold. And I like, I like your boldness, Luis. That's I mean, very, you might very have, Peruvian of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it's also very proven to be very stupid. It's a league cup final. So I'm just putting that in. If it was a regular game, I just sometimes feel that the, uh, uh, the grandiosity of the moment might, sure. might, might be an adrenaline boost for Tottenham. That's the only thing I'll say, but without Harry Kane.
1: Well, it could be uh, Spurs is only, hard. only real, chance to do it like to to win I mean I know they're in six right now but man it's gonna be pretty competitive and, and no yeah it's
0: it's too hard for anything else i just it's just i don't know okay fine I'm gonna gamble it's gonna go one all 90 minutes man City to win an extra time
1: i'm just gonna 100
0: don't listen if you're listening to me and you do that that do not tweet you've, been,
1: tweet you've been on fire lately so i no. everybody Listen, when we say bets, we're not talking because we always say, you know, plus nine hundred. you got to bet a hundred to win nine hundred. We're talking more like bet five dollars, which would get you forty five. And Yeah,
0: exactly. Don't bet your mortgage, please.
1: No, no, don't. This is just for for shits and giggles. We say exactly. That. Exactly.
0: All right. Uh, listen, I forgot about one Premier League game very quickly, Jimmy, because we got to still uh, a few other things to do very quickly. Leeds United, Manchester United.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I I'm I'm here for it. Sorry, I got my notes up here.
0: No, no, that's fine. The only thing I was gonna say about that game is like, there's clearly goals in this one. No way, this is a stalemate.
1: Well, so so Leeds finally won three straight games, which is nice for them. They're unbeaten in their last five. Um, and and during this run, they they beat Man City and they drew with Chelsea and Liverpool. Like, who it's built amazing. their schedule, by the way? That is absolutely brutal. Newly
0: promoted Leeds United, by the way, after a 16-year absence. It's amazing
1: but manchester united but. have won 5 in a row in the league okay. they're unbeaten in their last 12 and they have remarkably not lost any away games in this competition since january 2020
0: a game in hand and only 9 points uh don't, 11, don't, no, sorry, 11. No, don't
1: go there they're not catching man city they're not going <laughs> to oh, that.
0: give yeah. me some magic all right but,
1: but but man united this is their first trip to ellen road since 2003 Oh, wow. And and fun fact, Roy Keane scored a late goal the last time they were there. That's how long ago it was. Roy Keane. So, so, ah, God, this is a tough one for me because Man United is so good away from home. I think Paul Pogba is going to have to drop a little bit deeper uh, in order to for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to get Greenwood, Cavani and Rashford uh, on the field at the same time. So I'm curious to see uh, what happens there. Obviously, Scott McTominay scored two goals in the first three minutes. The last time these two played, it was a 6-2 drubbing, if you guys remember that game. Scott McTominay looking like Iniesta and Xavi at the same time, this absolute beast. So so I'm curious. I, I feel like this Man United team, given that result, the last time they played 6-2, there's sometimes there's teams that just have your number. Yeah. And I think that Man United just might have Leeds as numbered. I don't want to take anything away from Bielsa and and what he's done. What a tremendous job he's done. But with Harry Maguire coming back into the team and Man United needing these points and obviously wanting to have some good vibes heading into the Europa League semifinals, uh, I I like Man United to win maybe two. I could see both teams scoring, but I could see a 2-1 here. Okay. Yeah, I
0: like that. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh... So I
1: have have a parlay. Arsenal, Everton to draw. and and united to win is like plus 600.
0: Okay, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I like that. Let's do that one.
1: Okay, so draw and let me just put it in again just in case. Draw and united to win is plus 533. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm in. All right, I'm in, baby. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in 100%. All right. Um let's move on. Let's finish let's this up. Let's wrap this up. Let's go to the rest of Europe. Uh, very quickly. I'll just let you just, uh, go on wherever you want to go.
1: Okay. So let's just start with Syria. There's a lot of going on. I just, I'll read you the top of the table. Inter are on 76 points clear. They got six games left. They got 10 point lead over AC Milan who lost by the way, uh, their last one they're on 66 points. Juve's on 65 Atalanta's in fourth on 64. Okay, those are for the Champions League spots. Napoli has a game in hand, not on Atalanta but on Juve, Milan and Inter. They're on 60. Lazio 58. They've won 5 straight league games. Roma have dropped off, okay? They're in 7th on 54. Roma needs to win. They're obviously playing Manchester United in the Europa League semifinals, so they need to get it going. They're playing against Cagliari. Cagliari, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Yeah, Cagliari. yeah, Cagliari. Cagliari. Yeah. And 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 what's interesting about them is that Cagliari have have been they're in the relegation zone, but they've won two straight games, including the crazy four-three game. They were down three-one to Parma, and they came back and scored three goals in the last thirty minutes to win four-three. They've now parlayed that into another win, and now they're only three points out of potentially getting out of the relegation zone. And but Roma needs to win as well. This game is popping off, and I love that there's some drama on both sides. And and uh, for everybody that doesn't, know, if you guys remember Raja Nangle, he he plays for Caliari. He's their captain, and. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy game. And he used to play for Roma. So there's a lot of storylines here that I want you guys to, to, to keep in mind. Now let's let's move to La Liga. Oh my God, La Liga is popping up. Villarreal is hosting Barcelona. Athletic Bilbao is hosting Atletico Madrid. And Real Madrid is taking on Real Batis. And a lot of these teams are... European they're in the top, implications. They're like, all in the top half of the table. It's, yeah. It is crazy, Luis. So So just to catch everybody up quickly on the table, Madrid's on top with 70. Atletico uh, is on with 70 as well, but they have a game in hand. Sevilla are in third. Amazing. Okay. They're taking on Granada. They're, they're on 67 points. Barcelona, though, have two games in hand on Sevilla. They're on in fourth on 65. Then Batiste drops in at 49 points. Big drop off there. They, they, so the Champions League spots are set. They're on 49. Villarreal are on 49. Sociedad, 47. So it gets really tight there. Villarreal, not so good league form. Obviously, tremendous in the Europa League. Athletic. Maybe, maybe Athletic Bilbao. Can we talk about them for a second, Luis? They lost two Copa del Rey finals over a two-week span.
0: So rough for them.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sucks. That sucks. So I feel bad for them. But they have a chance now to to maybe mix it up and, and really Im- have some big implications for the top of the table. They, they host yeah. Athletico Madrid. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm curious about that. Going over to the Bundesliga, Wolfsburg taking on Borussia Dortmund. That's a big one because Wolfsburg have yet to lose at home this season. And, and obviously uh, we talk a lot about Borussia Dortmund, but that table's changed a lot. Dortmund, who were what, seven points behind the fourth place spot with seven games to go are now only four points behind with six games to go. Excuse me, four games to go. If I'm not mistaken, four it's games, getting, to go. Interesting. It's getting interesting. So Dortmund are getting close. We'll see if Eintracht Frankfurt who are in fourth are, are going to get that squeaky bum time. Wolfsburg are in third. Um, at 57, but again, have not lost at home this season. So, so that is one to keep an eye on. LAFC, Seattle, fantastic game in MLS. Those have a rich history in the playoffs between hey, those two great teams. Game.
0: It's going to be a great game.
1: We'll see if Bob Bradley subs out Carlos Vela, just because he got a the mistake. wrong message on that. Uh, Leal is taking on Lyon in in Ligue 1, which is big implications. um Lyon just lost to Monaco in the Coupe de France semifinals. They're taking on Lille this weekend. They take on Monaco next weekend. It's really tight. Uh, four top teams are all separated by four points. Uh, Braga's taking on Sporting, Club de, de, de Portugal in, 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 in Portugal. So that's exciting for a lot of different reasons. Braga's in third. Sporting's on top. Atlas is taking on Chivas in Liga MX. That's a big one. Chivas, very similar to what we're seeing with Cagliari in, in Serie A. Have come out of nowhere won two straight games and now one spot away from making the la la the playoffs and in, in, uh, with three games to go so that's very exciting and then uh, the champions league semifinals for the women psg are taking on chelsea and Bayern munich are taking on um whoa i lost who the the fourth team was but um wow that'll come to me in a second but the one that i really want to see is psg who, who knocked out Lyon's women who win everything taking on Chelsea's women who I think are the heavy favorites. They got Sam Kerr and amongst many, many other talented players. So that one is one to watch as well. So many big games, Luis. It's awesome.
0: So many big games. And listen, I, I don't, um, I, 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 I don't, uh, you know, uh, I'm not mad at you that you forgot that last one, which is, uh, Chelsea, uh, Bayern against Chelsea.
1: Um, No, is it, is it, I thought, I thought PSG were playing Chelsea.
0: PSG playing Barcelona.
1: PSG, Barcelona. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bayern, Chelsea. That's right, that's right. Uh, But like I said, my bad.
0: Listen, you just gave us a million matches, all right? You're allowed, you're allowed to do that one. Uh, But uh, yeah, so PSG playing Barcelona, Bayern playing Chelsea. Listen, a shout out to uh, Atlas Chivas, by the way, because uh, they're doing this cool initiative. They're coming together ahead of that uh, Clásico Tapatio to attempt to raise 25,000 soccer Balls to donate to kids in Jalisco from economically challenged backgrounds. They're doing a lot of cool things. So shout out there. Uh my bud Tom Marshall wanted to give that shout out. Um, but listen, everybody, you have so much content to <laughs> just consume.
1: So many games. I don't know if I'm getting off the couch, Luis.
0: No, listen, well, I'm gonna try not to, but I feel like, you know, I'm gonna be Tall to do some errands around the house. And it's going <laughs> to be really frustrating.
1: I, I think that, and I hope that this weekend of games is cathartic for everybody just to kind of move past that, that absolute travesty of news that we got this past week. And, and hopefully though it does ignite some, some passion in people in a different way. That if we mobilize, we can get a lot of things accomplished. And and I think people can see that. Let's direct a lot of this positive energy towards eradicating racism in the sports, and even at the smallest levels, and and figuring out ways to put things in place to make sure that we're we're always thinking about the greater good and and the the, the people that feel the most marginalized. Right. I mean, we're talking a lot about greed in this right we were all pissed off because of the greed that this was happening and all the small clubs weren't going to get the same love and attention the, the, they were crushing dreams making this exclusivity well there's a lot of marginalized players and as well that that live that don't have maybe the same opportunities but but we have to make sure we continue to provide it and to talk about it especially here when we have the platforms to do so
0: yeah well said my friend uh i'm not even gonna add anything to that uh but shout out to the USO championship that also begins this weekend that's the only thing that i'll add but That was your weekend preview, consume it, enjoy it, and make sure that you play it over and over again and share it with your friends. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother.
1: Thank you, Luis. I also coach in the USL, USL League 2. See, there you go. Up the glens, baby, but our season's getting canceled because our season's really short and logistically it was going to be too hard to pull off but i want to give a big shout out to your point to all the usl championship teams it's a it's a tremendous competition and i'm excited that all those players have an opportunity to to put in a full shift and have a great season
0: absolutely support local by the way go on youtube on kego lasso later this week Uh, maybe even from today as you listen to this as i am chatting to the present uh jake edwards as we look ahead to the new season plenty to discuss jimmy conrad thank you brother thank you luis Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Que Golazo Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps us to grow the show. Also follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Que Golazo. Keep sending your questions, your comments. Have a great, great weekend.